welcome back to Clear the Air, a Simply Stogies podcast after show. I am one of your hosts, Tim, and with me as always, because they're the reason why we even have an after show. The host of Simply Stogies podcast, James and Nick. I'll start with James. How are you? What are you smoking? I, I'm, uh, I'm I'm doing pretty well, Tim. How, how, how are you looking? <laughs> You're usually pretty clean shaven, man. Yeah, I, 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 and I know today is Juneteenth, so you had the day off. I had a three-day weekend, so yeah, I uh, you let it grow a little bit. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a little weirded out, but I'm I'm other than that, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. And the fact that I forgot we had this today, um, so much going on. Uh, I'm smoking a Fuerte Libre Sun Country, uh, in honor of you know the uh, uh, episode we're going to be talking about with Greg Free today so yeah that's what i'm smoking so i listened to that episode and i went on to their website and i'm like okay what shops near me have uh, zero for it yeah zero zero. none in none in iowa none in nebraska so that's a bummer i don't think he's online either um Mm. based on a conversation that i had with him uh, at the mile kentucky herf i don't think he's anywhere online so that wouldn't surprise me so i'm gonna have to find a shop that will Take a phone call. Sell, ship. Yeah. 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 Nick, how are you doing? What are you smoking? I'm I'm doing well. I'm smoking uh, one of my Churchills. And what I'm looking forward to trying is the new Papa Fritas by Drew Estates. Very nice. So that's what I'll be smoking tonight. Let me know what you think of it. I'm interested. I love the H99. Before I smoked the uh, Liga 10 Adversario, uh, that was my favorite Liga. The H99. So I'm, I'm curious to see what it does, uh, you know, with floor sweepings in that uh, Vitola. <laughs> and I'm joking when I say floor sweepings. We, we all know what they do with the Papa Freeze. I'm sure, like Nick said, they're not, you know, sweeping them off the floor. They're just, pu- you know, pushing them into a bag from the desk. So everybody calm down. So, Nick, tell me, a little, bit, tell me a little bit about this guy. What guy? Because I can't see. Oh, that's right. Your camera's <laughs> back. Okay, so this is yeah. an LH, uh, like a Lancero. I'll, I'll have to turn the camera around. A Lancero? The LA, it looks that is the Maduro uh, Lancero. Lancero. Okay. Yes. Oh, Sorry, right. I don't have eyes tonight. I'm that's all I'm right. Going I... blind. I'm going blind. I'm going blind. That's the theme of this to show. Be, to be honest, to be with perfectly you. honest. Uh, we might as well let people see behind the curtain. Uh, we've been recording so damn many. When I, as James likes to say, contractually obligated to be here, I was thinking, well, whatever. I, I was thinking once a month. Okay, now we got the uh, the uh, after show. All right, I'll do two a month. I, I think we're doing two a week here. This is getting to be uh, – I was like, well, so I actually I mean- said something – to James, what the other day? I said, James, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we doing Monday night or Tuesday night this week? He's like, Tuesday night, because you say you usually don't do Monday night. I go, you're right. And then I totally was thought I was off. I just happened to pull up to my lounge, and I get a text from Tim, and he sends me the link, and I'm like, ooh, I wonder. <laughs> I'm hoping that's for tomorrow, but apparently Surprise. it was for tonight. So what's great is have iPhone with good camera. Have your headsets, can travel. So on a literally a minute's notice, I'm sitting down, having a cigar, and talking to you guys. Yeah, so, it's uh, kind of nice, it's, right? I, it's kind of cool to be able to do yeah. that. 
So, you know, no prep. Usually you got to see me. I prep. I got this stuff. I got the microphone. I got the, this was like, turn the camera on. Here we are. <laughs> I probably can't tell the difference. That's what's so funny about it. Well, anyway. yeah, we, you really can't. And, and to be honest, I mean, that's kind of nice having this down here because now I, I can, at a moment's notice, because I had the same thing you did, Nick. Now tomorrow, yeah. again, letting people in on the like, how the sausage is made. We have a team meeting tomorrow. It's our last team meeting before uh, the trade show. So we're really going to go over some stuff and make sure that we're all set. And when everybody knows what their roles are, like, know your role, shut your mouth, as The Rock would say. And, and just kind of, like, last minute, is everybody cool with what we're doing? This is how we're going to do it. Who wants to do what interviews here and, and, and that kind of stuff. So I, I thought <clears throat> that's all we had. And then... I started getting emails from Tim. Like he, I don't know what he was doing. He was fumble fucking around with his email invite thing. So I got a new invite for the show tonight. And I'm like, wait, there's a show tonight. Didn't we just, record, <laughs> didn't we just record one? Didn't we just do one? Yeah. And so I text him and I'm like, cause again, we're trying to play catch up for the, like when you guys are watching this time travels hard, the trade show is going on right now. We are in Vegas fumble fucking around the trade show floor. I'm probably dying. I'm probably half fucking dead. Like Tim's probably half in the bag. Randy's drunk as a skunk, fucking probably yelling at Bruce for being a, a hobbit. I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, and 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 so like that's what like that's where we're at. And so we're just trying to catch up. So I wasn't sure. And Tim's like, yeah, there's one like that. The meeting's tomorrow. I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. Right. So so for, I oh. so he, here's the thing. So I run. I run upstairs. This is five o'clock at night, right? When I find this out, and it's now seven thirty. Seven thirty. Local time. So I run up, right, 8.30 next time. <laughs> so I run upstairs and I, I shave all the stubble from the weekend off, you know, trying to look good for you folks at home. Uh, I fucking, I was wearing a hat and I didn't even want to throw on my Simply Stogies hat. So I fucking wash my hair real quick and fucking make it look all pretty. Fucking primp and preen for you guys. And then I come on here and fucking Tim, you got 17 day old fucking stubble. It looks but like. He Three looks like day. one of those Three high day. schooler kids that's trying to fucking grow a mustache. And he's like, did you see it? It's coming in, guys. It's coming in. <laughs> you want me to get the uh, the broom for the PCA trade show? I do. Show. You need to just broom. grow the broom on its own. It's gotta oh. have gotta have help. Oh, if he does, if he grows the dick broom, guys, we'll get him on camera. <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna do a CTA for this. It'll be great. So I hate I hate the mustache. I really do. I think it Ted looks Lasso, silly. Ted Lasso, man. Come on. It looks like Ted Lasso now. I, I did Why it last year. Why would you not year? want to look like Ted Lasso? Well, because I'm They're Tim coming Allen. back. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to lead the trend. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so the show with Greg Free, um, that one just came out. Came out we a week ago. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I like okay. the way that one started out. Standing up and making a fool of ourselves to build relationships. I really like that part of the message because that's what we do. We stand up and we make fools of ourselves. Sometimes we don't get to make fools of ourselves because James will do it for me. I will do it for you. Yes. 100% Tim. Look, I, you're not wrong. And I think that it's part of the charm of Greg. He's such a personable guy. And you know, the last couple of years of the mild Kentucky here, if I got to hang out with him in the first year, both myself and Nick got to hang out with him a little bit. And he's just one of those guys that you want to have a conversation with. You enjoy the conversation that you have with him. He's knowledgeable. 
when it comes to cigars. Obviously, he's got a great story behind his brand, uh, how he wanted to do this, saved up the money until he could until he could launch it. And, and now he's going full throttle, 70 stores. And for guys like him, and especially for guys like Rick Rodriguez and, and Luciano, to get up in front of everybody and do karaoke, you know, where they know it's going to be put out on social media, right? Where they know people have their cell phones out, but they're just having a good time and they want to have fun and they kind of want you to see. I mean, that's great. When you get that, I mean, when you get to see that, like, I don't want to say like the real them, but that's just them having fun. That's their personality. You know, and Greg's got a great voice. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, to be honest, I don't know if I was able to edit that in <laughs> at the end of the episode yet. Uh because I told him I was going to try to edit that in and that would be the closer is him singing Genuine's Pony. Um, and if I can, great. But if I can't, sorry, guys. Like, it's just a different formatting and it's probably not worth the hassle anyway. But he's got a great fucking voice. And that's the, that's the last song you would ever think he would do. Especially after pulling out three country songs and nailing those. Right. Well, what is it? Eagle Rare? The hell right. of a bourbon. <laughs> it'll, it'll get you to do some funny things. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, I miss those days drinking Eagle Rare. What do you drink? Uh Nick, have you ever gotten so drunk that you get up to do karaoke? I, I don't need to drink to do karaoke. I can do karaoke. Um oh, I actually well, I that sounds that sounds like he's just laid down the gauntlet. I think I don't have a problem with uh, I guess I, I wouldn't say I have a professional singing voice, but I think I'm passable. I've done it on demand of some few times in my life, you know, not like it's, I go uh, every other Thursday to do karaoke or anything, but I'd be okay <laughs> with doing it. If it's, a, if it's the right song, what would be your song? That was would, actually the question I was going to ask is yeah, what's the I, song? I what's know. your karaoke go to? I don't have one. I like, honestly, I've done karaoke maybe two times my whole life. And I forgot I, the one song I did. I remember you guys are going to crack up because it was in Cuba of all places. Uh, it was La Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's a, that's a tough was one. A, nah, that was actually, you know, cause it's not really a high, it's a yeah, pretty no. easy, no, it's, it's an easy song. Actually. I thought it was kind of easy. That's why I picked it out of the <laughs> books that, you know, of what they had there. And, you know, I wasn't going to sing any Spanish song, but, I don't, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't know what they had, but that's what I ended up singing. I did it one other time. Couldn't tell you. I like, you know, rock songs. I, I mean, the bands that I like probably are not the ones that I would try to sing. I do sing to myself. Uh, I like Rush, but Getty Lee and my voice, <laughs> no, that, no that's not going to I want to hear it. I want to hear it. You know, that would we're gonna be difficult. Get, we're going to get him drunk at the trade show. You know, you know, do they even have you know, karaoke at the trade show? I'm sure they've got if karaoke not, at Vegas. I'm sure they've got one oh, yeah, somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, somewhere on the strip. But, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. But, you know, anyway, I don't need uh, to be drunk. I don't really get drunk too often. When I do drink alcoholic beverages, uh, it's generally red wine. Um, I'll have a glass of whatever, you know, scotch, bourbon, whatever, but I'm not really a big drinker. People that know me know that I don't really drink. Not that it's against my religion or that I'm on the wagon. It's just that eh, it doesn't do it for me. I just, 
This is my only vice, really. Yeah. And like you I've less, I, less trouble. I've told people, around. I've told people, you know, I know some people, most people, a majority of people, if you told them they couldn't have an alcohol beverage for the rest of their life, they would be sincerely upset or disappointed or depressed. If you told me I could never have another alcoholic beverage in my life, I'd be like, all right, whatever. You know, mm -hmm. it would really not affect me. Do I like a glass of red? Yes. Every now and then I like the flavors. I enjoy it. Uh, I like the similarities of wines with cigars. That's what I think I like the most about it and being able to pick up the different nuances and flavors and things like that. And I've had a little bit of education in that area, not at any extreme level, but just enough to kind of think I know what I'm talking about when it comes to wine. But if you told me I couldn't have another cigar, I don't know what I would do with myself. I would be like, I, it's become so much a part of my life that it's like, an, I would it's like losing, it would be like losing an pen. I'm like, no, I can't do it. I just let me go. Forget it. <laughs> you know, um, it's become such a part of my life for relaxing and enjoying. And there are few days that go where I don't smoke. They're few and far between. Um, when I had COVID, I didn't smoke for shit. That's gotta be the longest stretch I've ever done. And that was probably almost two weeks. And that was a long time, two weeks. Probably. It was a good two weeks. Uh, that was the longest I've gone since I really got into the business back in like Oh seven, Oh eight. Um, but so I do tend to smoke a bit, but anyway, I'm off topic. I don't even know what the question. I don't even know what the question was. What was your song, Tim? What's your song? <laughs> oh, like, uh, like, let's bring it back to the karaoke, Tim. What's your song? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was back to karaoke. Uh, Ice Ice Baby, Vanilla Ice. Oh, Jesus fuck. Yep. And it's really? only because, seriously? yeah, seriously, because yeah, it's not, my buddy. My buddy made me sing that all the time with him, just so that he could look at me at the end and go, "Word to your mama." That's it. So, yeah, I know the well, lyrics wow. pretty well. Wow. wow. Yeah, and you really, I mean, there's not much singing in that song. It's more like a talking no, in a yeah. tone. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, that's yeah. not singing. But I that's still sound horrible when I do it. <laughs> I mean, I at least you're honest. Yeah. I, I remember one time I was on stage with my buddy, and we were doing Ice Ice Baby, and this gal in the crowd was just like, boo, you suck. And I literally like, girl, this is not American Idol. This is a bar. <laughs> you're, you're bound to have a few people, people on stage really that do are that? just horrible. Oh, oh yeah. My God. Some people, mm. you know, if, if they don't have anything negative to say, they won't say anything at all. Yeah. No, mm. no, that's true. That's true. James, what's your song? Is it Celine Dion? <laughs> my heart will go on. <laughs> no, no, it is not. Uh, it, it's going to depend on what they have, obviously, right? Uh, it would be probably one of a couple. It would either be the Outlaw Torn from Metallica, but that's a deep, that's a deep cut. So they probably won't have anything like that. Uh, so either knocking on heaven's door uh, and then in the style of Guns N' Roses, not in the style of Bob Dylan. And uh, if they, if if I was really feeling it, Mr. Crowley from Ozzy Osbourne. Of course. Oh, of of course. course. Yes, yes. The Boy. incomparable Ozzy Osbourne. That one. Now, do you... Uh, what age do you sing Ozzy Osbourne? Is, is, is you, like younger, <laughs> like you could understand the lyrics or like 
now well, you can works. Always, that's <laughs> the thing. You can always understand the lyrics of an Aussie song. You can't understand it, the conversation that you have with Ozzy Osbourne before it. <laughs> just it's, sing to me, no matter what you yeah, say. Yeah, what just it is, sing. just sing your I think there was a Saturday Night Live skit where they did that, where they were like, Ozzy, you got to sing your order. We don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> I didn't see that, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't seen that either. I'd, I'd like to see that. I'll uh, see if I can find it. I'll, I'll send yeah, it to both Send you. it. Speaking of not being able to understand what people were saying, I'd like uh when uh greg was talking about uh what fuerte libra means uh fuerte libre. Y libre. yeah strong and free yeah which yeah. i was like oh okay cool yeah you know and uh i thought to myself you know the only uh real spanish that i ever know is yo quiero taco bell that's not spanish uh, but it is to yo quiero is yeah, yeah, yeah well i mean i guess it's a spanish phrase but i but mean then, come on so the wife and I, yeah. we went to uh, a taco joint here uh, in town for lunch, and uh, she wanted chips with cheese. And the gal behind the counter goes, uh, queso blanco? And my wife is just like, what? I'm like, white cheese. Holy crap, I know Spanish. <laughs> God. Jesus Christ. I don't. I really don't. I just thought that was a funny story. Yeah, no, I wish I knew Spanish. I, I, if I'm being completely honest, I took um, uh, two years of Spanish in high school. Um, but I ran, I, and this is a funny, I think I told this story once in a, in a uh, long past Tales from the Lounge, Tim. But I ran the uh, Spanish teacher off. <clears throat> she yeah, got, yeah. She, she, she quit because I kept speaking Spanish in a French accent. <laughs> Why would you do that? Her off, because it pissed her off. <laughs> She was like, oh, my God, stop. She's like, Frenchie, stop. I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> no and so no. She, she quit. And so what we ended up having was, uh, you, you know, for you kids in school now, you have no idea. But we used to, they did have a VCR in the TV, and we would have tapes that we would watch, you know, class, and then we'd have workbooks and whatnot. Uh, and so the, the, the guy who would run that class after she, she left, would have to leave all the time in the classroom because he was the administrator of the school. And we would fast forward to the end every time, just all the way to the end of the tape. He'd come back in and he's like, it's done already. Oh yeah. It was a short, it was a short day today. <laughs> How so long were the videos? Were they like an hour well, long? Yeah, they were like 45, 50 minutes long. Now every once in a while there would be one that was like 30 minutes long. Cause you know, whatever class they were, we they recorded had something else to do for those 15 extra minutes. So sometimes they were short. So, but we would like literally, he'd leave at the beginning of class. We'd fast forward through it. He'd come back 15 minutes later. Like, yeah, it was a short day. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't think you could get away with that today. So I cannot, I could not, I can't trill R's. I can't conjugate verbs. I can't do shit. Like I, I can understand a little bit of Spanish. Uh, but yeah, no, I wish that, uh, you know, as an adult now going back, I hit myself in the back of the head and be like, just learn the damn shit. Yeah. I wish I would have too. My last job, I was in a very Hispanic heavy community and, uh, it was hard to go out at lunch and order food because I'm the white yeah. guy. Yeah. You know? I, uh, yeah. But Nick, you know, Spanish, you know, a lot of Spanish. That's, I know a lot of Spanish. Uh, I understand a whole heck of a lot. I sound like I like to say I sound like a caveman when I'm speaking it because 
I'm probably not conjugating it properly or using the correct conjugation, but uh, I get by. I mean, I understand, which is more important to me than actually talking because I can do sign language if I had to. It's like I know the words sometimes, especially when I haven't spoken it in a while. It's tough to come up with some of these words. But when I do these little quizzes and tests on my phone or whatever, I'm scoring in the 90s. So I know I know a, I have a pretty good vocabulary. I understand, like I said, most of it. And I can uh, talk to the people at the factory and in Cuba. So I'm pretty good. I'm okay. I'm I'm happy with my level. I would want to learn more. The problem is I went from knowing zero Spanish to within like four or five years, people are like, holy shit, you, you speak Spanish now, Nick, you know? And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I do. You know, it's like people that hadn't seen me, but it hasn't gotten much better since that. So like I never, for all the years that I've been traveling and, and being in, you know, Spanish speaking countries, I should really speak a lot better. If I taken any lessons, I think I would be much, much better. But, you know, it is what it is. I At mean, this Greg, stage in the game. Greg's kind of in the same boat you are, though, right? Because he kind of, he understands, uh, you know, some of it. Well, from what he said, not too much. Not yeah. too much. So I'm, but I'm guessing uh, he after he's been some in words. The, yeah, the, the longer he's in the business and the more he goes, you know, down to the Dominican and wherever, you know, Nicaragua or wherever else he goes, like, he's probably going to pick it up. Because he's going to be around up. it more often. Yeah. Yeah, you pick it up. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, the more you're around it, the more you're exposed to it, the, the easier it's going to be and the more you pick. Yeah. I don't to have be, to be, Look, to be perfectly honest, it really depends on the person. There are some people that are just not language people. And I, because I know many people that have been around as much or if not more, spend more time in, in Spanish speaker and they don't speak a lick of it. So you figure you pick up a word or two, but there's people that are just very lingual and can pick up faster. I would say I'm yeah, in the middle somewhere there. I'm, I pick it up pretty well. At least that's how I think I, I feel like I do. <laughs> but um, there are people that I know that nah, they could be there for I think my, the rest of their life. And they my first deployment in 0304, we had to learn a couple key Arabic terms. I remember just enough to pass the little quiz, and then I brain dumped it all. I think there's only one word I need to know. Stop. Habibi. <laughs> I don't think that's the word, but maybe. Yeah, I, yeah. Pro- no. Probably not. No, I can barely not. speak English, so it's like, whatever. So what about the three names that uh, oh, that Greg put out? Okay, because, I mean, they're, they're good names. Yeah, the no, third they're great one, names. even though... Yeah. Even but, though I mean, Nick is the only one that can pronounce the third one. What was what, the third Firma? 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 It's not Firma. Firma. It's Firma. 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 Yeah. I can't yeah. which, I could which, not. Means, which means autograph, signature, or firm. So firm. Have you said it with an American accent? It would be Firma. <laughs> you know, Firma or Firma. But, you know, he, I'm sure he'll be saying Firma. But, yeah. Um. Honestly, I didn't want to like give him my opinion, but if I if I had some time with him, I think and I and I get the impression he's going to go with Firma. What I would recommend for him is to go with FYL. Yeah. And the reason for that is because he can still call it, you know, Fuente uh Fuente. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, Freudian little, slip. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fuente thinks Fuerte mean well, anyway. 
Uh, Fuerte, you can call it Fuerte Libre, but just not like, because you know what? It happens kind of naturally. The name of my company, the cigar, is La Vida Havana, which means the life of Havana. And the idea of that, uh, and I really didn't name that. It was actually named after the lounge that I was a partner in in Saudi Arabia. And it was the idea was the life of Havana in the desert of Saudi Arabia. So I went by La Vida Havana. I did make the logo for the for the company, but initially they just used like an old Cuban car on it. But um, it, you know, I, I it was kind of a long name to say La Vida Havana. I didn't think it was bad, but um, people just started calling it LH because the logo of my thing just has the LH on it. And that that was before it was ever even referred to as LH. It just people say hey, LH on the band. So I just, people started calling it LH. So I ended up kind of shifting the, the name of the company to LH Premium Cigars as opposed to La Vida Havana. Because uh, I didn't really want to, throw the Havana thing in too much, uh, not to confuse people, especially overseas. I don't want people to think uh, that there was Cuban tobacco or it had any association with Cuban tobacco outside of, you know, um, the the private lounges. So I went with LH. And in fact, there was a lot of countries that I was not allowed to call it La Vida Havana. So that was one of the other reasons why the band that's overseas doesn't say La Vida Havana because they don't, you can't have Havana on a band that's not a Havano. And since Havanos, the only Havanos that are coming out of, are coming out of Cuba are there, it wouldn't have worked. So uh, that's why it was called LH. And you know what? LH flows better. Um, I think FYL sounds good. He kind of didn't seem like he was going that way. But even uh, La Flor Dominicana, you know, that's kind of switched over. They don't really call La Florida Dominicana that much anymore. So I don't know. I, that would be my thing to go more with the, with the, uh, the initials. Yeah. And I understand where he's coming from, uh, where he doesn't want to do the, you know, cause there's AVO, there's CAO, there's LFD, uh, where he doesn't want to do that. But that, to me, FYL, like that would be what I would do is, is that. Uh, I yeah, think and, when and, and I could tell he wasn't going to do it, so that's no, why I didn't want to like try to push him that way, you know. Yeah, but I would that would be my recommendation if he asked me. <laughs> I, I, I would pro- I would second that, and I don't think he gives two shits what either one of us. Well, think. We, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, that, that I, I I would agree. But if you didn't listen to that episode, I would invite you to pause uh, this one and go listen to it because he uh, he has to change the the name from Fuerte y Libre to something different. And he, he gave us the three different ones that he was looking at because uh, Arturo Fuente uh, sued him for trademark infringement because Fuerte is apparently too close to Fuente. Um, and which is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. I mean, it just is. He told me about this at the mild Kentucky Herb, And you know, I, like he said on the podcast, I, I don't, I don't think, that Carlito is directly involved with this uh, a trademark thing. I'm sure it's, yeah. I'm sure I he has. Imagine. James, James, I didn't want to contradict him, but I guarantee whether Carlito would admit it or not, he is very well abreast of everything that goes on in that company. See, if that's and, the case, then because to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, because look, I, I think it's important. 
and, and I'm going to talk about something that is so stupid here in just a second, uh, just to, to make my point. Trademarks are important because it can impact the amount of money you make. If somebody's taking money from you because they because consumers could confuse something, confuse the name Fuerte with Fuente, then sure. But there's there's no way. There's no way anybody would ever be able to 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 look at Fuerte y Libre with the bull on it and go, that, that's a Fuente. That's an Arturo Fuente. Look, the, the farthest stretch of that possibly being a factor was if the company was just called Fuerte and the font was similar to Fuente and there was nothing else, maybe somebody that wasn't a big cigar person could look at Fuente, not, not know Spanish and see Fuente or Fuerte, but the band, the logo – the way that's not the whole name, it's you know. I, yeah, I find it. You know. I find it ridiculous, and and uh, honestly, I think it's frivolous. Um, but he had already spent. He said this on the podcast thirty thousand dollars to fight this, and his attorneys looked at him and said, "Yeah, you could probably win." But I mean, and what attorney's going to say you're going to lose? You know, because the attorney's going to get paid. Well, hopefully, and, and a, that's good, their job. a good friend. I think I'm sure. I think he mentioned that his attorneys were friendly or friends. Um, so the reality is you don't have to be an attorney to pretty much figure out you, you're going to win that one. And you should win it because a common, a, a regular person would, should not confuse that. However, there are less conditions of trademark infringements that are even farther apart and oh, people yeah. sue for whatever reason because the guy with the deepest pockets or the one that's willing to spend the most is going to win that. Doesn't mean he's right. You know what I mean? If he kept them going, if he just kept throwing paper at him, you yeah. know, it, it would bury him. And and like I told you, I had a friend of mine who I think he still has his line of cigars, and he got sued by a, a manufacturer, and he spent twenty grand, and he that's twenty grand he didn't have, and he finally gave up. And he and I know very very close uh, on the inside that they definitely would have lost that that suit but you know what he backed up and he said screw it i'll just spend before i spend any more money i will use that to buy better tobacco or more tobacco than actually um you know waste more money but he wasted twenty thousand of it when you decide to sue for a trademark you're doing it to protect your brand and i don't see how what Carlito and company are doing to, uh, or did, I guess at this point to, uh, to Greg free and Fuerte Libre is protecting the brand at all. I don't see it. I don't see it. I think it's predatory on their part to either make, put this company out of business because if he would have continued on and had to pay the money. And like you said, Carlito could literally drag this out because well, he's got deep pockets. It would put yeah. Fuerte Libre out of business. I think, it's but I don't correct. think that was their intent. I don't think I, they then, were. You know, then why do Fuente it? Fuente is not trying to get. I I do believe that it was probably the attorneys that are looking because I'm sure they're on retainer or on their you know on staff or whatever. I mean, he's he's a big company, but he's not that big, and I'm sure this attorney's job is to go after stuff. And I don't know how that could have even come across his radar. To be perfectly honest. I don't either. Um, I mean, you're talking like about said, Arturo you're talking Fuente, about which is seven, 70, 70 shops. shops. It's not a lot of shops. No. 
I've ne- I had never heard of the company past you know before last year, so I don't understand how Carlito would would uh, I I would venture to say Carlito doesn't even know the name of my company, and I've known Carlito <laughs> since the early nineties, and he's and he's smoked my cigar, and I'm sure he still doesn't know the name of my company. So how that got on his radar, I don't know. I really don't know. And for a lawyer think, to do you think yeah. that's something that Carlito should have done is gone after him for the for the name? Like honestly, well, I, I mean, he, I know he would it, refer to his his lawyers <sighs> and yeah, or defer a, to his lawyers. Yeah, obviously, um, cop out answer, but and I don't I think, it. yeah, I, I, you know, that's, yeah, I don't think he really wants to be bothered. If he knew Greg, if he had talked to him, he could have stopped it. See, if that was me. I would have had a conversation with Carlito only because I know Carlito. I would have said, hey, listen, do you really think that I'm trying to ride your coattails or try to confuse people with Fuerte versus Fuente? If you really have any belief that that is my intent or that you think seriously that a consumer would confuse that, then I understand your lawsuit. But you honestly going to sit there and tell me you really believe that? Now, I believe Carlito's answer would probably be, I just got to do what the lawyer is telling me. I really think that that's what Carlito would have said, um, but I don't know. I mean, that's that's pretty far off. I don't think there's there's much there. there really no, is. and I, I think, think it was he would have won. I waste think, of I, money on both parts. Oh, I yeah, think he would have won. I think he would have won. won. It, I do too. It's 100%. a Spanish word. It's a Spanish word. Well, so Fuente that's my is a question. Name. Yeah. That's my question: is if you're going to go after Greg for using Fuerte in his name. Are you going to go after any cigar that uses uh, well, Fuerte in the line? <laughs> oh, let's well, um, hold on. I, like, so there's things I know, and I'm not sure what I can say, what I can say. But if you guys think about it, there is a uh, pretty up-and-coming brand that has a cigar that has the, the word Fuerte in it. And I, know, I remember a few different brands that I've, I mean, I've heard it many, many times. And I know well, they're on a I'm band saying. or yeah. there are, there are conversations with, with Carlito and company about that. Yes. Already. Yes. Really? Yes. Well, I, I mean, that's that, just my thought. My thought again. is if you're going to do it to one, you got to do it to all. Well, and, and maybe so, but I, I guess the good thing is, is that Greg and his team of attorneys came up with nine different settlement packages that they were okay with that they said we would be okay with any of these here are nine settlement agreements which one do you guys like the best or did you want to take these and do we need to negotiate and they picked one of the nine and sent it back and said Look, we're going to go with this one so he got everything he wanted out of the settlement and, and it's done with and he can move on and he can move forward and he can build his brand and it's, and it's not necessarily starting over at you know square one because he's in 70 shops and that's not going to change. And like you said, he can use these bands that he's got. Um, and you can see it's there. I mean, five it doesn't, years. It's, it? Yeah, five years that's to do it. So when, time, when he yeah. runs out of bands, he'll have the new bands made. When he runs out of swag, he'll have the new swag made. So for, for Greg, it's it, it, this is this goes to Greg and his character. He's a gentleman. He's a class act. And he's going to move on and, and move forward. And, and he wants to, you know, meet Carlito at the trade show, shake his hand and look him in the eye and say, I'm glad we could work this out. <clears throat> so good for yeah. Greg. You know, and, and the story that I was going to tell is that there is a there is a lounge in Davenport that has been doing some social media stuff um, in Davenport, Iowa. Uh, and and it, when the guy signs off 
from his his uh, reels or his little videos that he does. He says, "Stay smoky, my friends." Uh, maybe I should trademark "Stay smoky, friends." Nobody else says that, but this guy has stolen my closing line, my my catchphrase, if you will. Uh, I just kind of have to laugh about it because yeah, it's like. I James, I have a similar story. When I was involved, as we mentioned on the show before, that I was involved with a radio show called The Smooth Draws Radio Show. Before it was called The Smooth Draws Radio Show, it was called The Cigar Guys Radio Show. And I love that name, Cigar Guys. You know, that's all we are, just a bunch of cigar guys. And it, it you know, it doesn't try to be pretentious. It's just, hey, man, we're just cigar guys smoking some dead leaves. Um, and we had to change the name. Mm. so so before we did we did a whole bunch of searches and we trademarked before we even released and we came up it wasn't my idea for the name but i was like look i I guess it doesn't really matter and they went with it was gary um went with smooth draws so i'm like "Eh, i'm not i wasn't a huge fan of it to be perfectly honest but i'm like whatever we call it doesn't really matter it's about the content that people will listen to us no matter what so we went, we called it, and we trademarked it, registered. And then we found a guy that actually had a um, a website that was selling cigars called Smooth Draw. Draw, <laughs> not straws, draws. So <laughs> Gary says to me, should we sue him? <laughs> and I'm like, why? He's he's a retailer. You know, uh, he, nobody's going to confuse him with the radio show. Why would we waste money trying to sue him over something? Because, you know, you're supposed to actively – you know, defend your, your trademark because you could lose it if you don't. But I thought it was silly and we didn't. And uh, I ended up calling the guy and talking to him. And I just said, look, we're aware of you. We know who you are. I don't know if you know who we are, but it's cool. You know what I mean? And he, yeah. he went away anyway, but, you know, <clears throat> yeah, I, why you waste know, and money? I've, yeah, and I've thought about talking to this guy uh, at, at the shop in Davenport. And it's not Habano, which is my, my home shop there. It's in one of the other shops. And I won't mention the name, uh, but you wouldn't confuse him for me. Uh, he's a little bit older. But what's, but what's funny, not knowing him or the shop you're referring to, he's awfully close to you. Yeah, he, he definitely is aware of who I am. I have been in <laughs> so his shop. I've been in the shop. So it sounds, like, <laughs> it sounds like to me he heard it from you and he's just using it. Yeah, so probably, that's a little bit is, more directed. Uh, what do they say? What, 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 what's, the, what's the saying? Uh, imitation is the, uh, is the most sincerest form of uh, – is the sincerest form flattery, of flattery. Is yeah. That, yeah. yeah. So whatever. But, I mean, he makes videos where he's got a, a cigar that's canoeing. I, it is – and he calls it hot boxing. He doesn't call it canoeing. And then there's a hole in it. Like it is. Hot boxes are totally it's tu- different. Thing. Right. And it's tunneling. Right. And he's like, well, there's, there's just a hole. And then they just wrapped over the hole. It's just a void. Just keep smoking it. It'll be fine. And I'm like, you kind of <laughs> an idiot. Like touch that some bitch up. Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, when you walk into a, when you walk into a shop and you're in the humidor, pick up the cigar and squeeze it. And it should, it should feel like a grape. And if it doesn't, put it back down. And I'm like, why are you telling what? people to go into a shop what? and start squeezing cigars? Like, Jesus Christ. The guy no is retailer not. wants to hear that. Yeah, no, but he owns the shop. He is, but he is. He owns the, the shop? Yeah, he is the most cigar illiterate guy I think I've ever met in my life. So you showed me that, uh, one of the videos. I didn't realize he was the owner as well. Yeah, he's, he's wow. part owner. Yeah, and it's kind of funny. And I'm just like, well, whatever. 
Is so, this I mean, the I, one that is like overpriced on everything? Yeah. So that's okay. that's a, that's a funny story. We walked in, and which is why I haven't done a review on the shop because I don't, and that's why I'm not naming the shop here because I don't want. I'm not in the business of trying to put someone else out of business. That's not what I want to do. So if I don't like the shop, I'm not going to do a review on it. But if I think the shop is a solid shop, I'll do a review on the shop. Even if it's an 8.3 out of a 10, I think that's a high score for a shop. Uh, and so, you know, uh, we walked in and we picked up two cigars and took it to the counter and they gave us the total. And when they gave us the total, I, I couldn't help it. I, st- I started laughing because it was literally, it was almost... Uh, like double MSRP because they don't, they don't have direct accounts. They get them third party. So I'm guessing they, they're buying them at MSRP and then they have to mark it way up to Listen, make some money. As, as a retailer, James, I don't fault anybody for charging whatever they want because you as a consumer will dictate whether you'll buy. I you agree. don't have yeah. to buy it. Yeah. So if he wants to charge four times the price and somebody's willing to pay, yep. God bless him. For trying to make a buck, and you know, and I God bless the guy willing to support him, whatever. I don't disagree. willing to do that. You know, I don't. So. I don't. I don't disagree. It's a very. I when you walk in, it is a high class, high end, luxurious shop. Like everything is super nice. It's it's that that you know three thousand dollar leather couch, that that fifteen hundred dollar leather chair. Everything All is right. super nice, but they only have two cigar cabinets. And that's it. So they have maybe 16 to 20 cigar facings in their shop and that's it. So it's not like it's a, it's not what I would consider a real cigar and they have memberships. And, and so there's lockers. So you could buy your cigar somewhere else, go take them, put them in the, in your locker or whatever. And so just not my, just not my thing. Like I, I am, uh, I don't want to say that I'm a, a, a deal hunter, but at the same time, if I could get the same cigar, cheaper somewhere else there's no reason for me to ever go to that shop especially if it's in the same town yeah absolutely so kudos to them but yeah i, I get why people want to want want to protect their brand but i mean i, I i've said this anya uh ramirez who owns 37th street tobacco used to be called Fa- uh, don fausto she got sued for that <clears throat> you know she got a cease and desist and she's like i can't i can't fight this at all like, so I, 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 the cease and desist was enough for her to change her name. I and she couldn't it. trademark that name, I'm assuming. The well, Don I was Fausto. named after her father, Don Fausto. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, it's her I mean, dad's but if name. She's got, if she's got a trademark on that. She doesn't. Okay. So. Like, we don't have, like, that's the thing. Tra- the, the, the whole process is to, to get something trademarked. When you're a business, it behooves you to do that. And so I understand you want to be, it costs a little bit of scratch. So you mm-hmm. want to protect it and you, you spend that money so you can protect your brand. So I, I understand people wanting to protect it. But in this case, bringing it back to Greg and Fuerte Libre, I feel like it was, it was, I don't want to say it was malicious because I don't think Carlito did it out of being malicious. Like, like uh, Nick said, no, he's probably no, listening, no, to, he's, his, yeah, listening yeah. to his attorneys, but I mean, it's just, it's just kind of bullshit, and I kind of feel bad for Greg that he's got to go through it, especially being a, Listen, a new. Listen, I feel terrible for Greg, I really do, but I don't think, you know, Carlito is really pro this industry, and and as much as you know, he's definitely at the top of the game. He's one of the top one, two, three brands, in my opinion, of any cigar brand in, in this in this industry outside of Cuba. 
Um, so I don't think he's trying to hurt the little guy, but he's no. got to protect his, he's got to protect his boundaries like anything else. Uh, in this case, I think it's an overstretch, but again, I believe it was his lawyers that are doing the overstretching. So, yep. I mean, no, I, I got hit with a cease and desist a few years back because, and, and it's funny because La Vida Havana is, I even thought I created a new word because instead of being La Vida, which means the life. I made it one word and I called it La Vida. So I thought that was a little different too, but we got hit with cease and desist. But the funny thing is the La Vida Havana wasn't what got on this person's um, uh, uh, radar. And it was a shop that had a, and he has a, he had a brand. It was similar to it. I don't want to call him out or even tell anybody who it is, but uh, it wasn't La Vida. It was La Vida something. Uh, so they were basically, getting at me because of the Levita part, but it was really the Levita Havana part. Uh, people that know that I, I, I make a cigar for Island Jim called the Nick and Jim and the PBE, which is pre-band edition. The original name of that cigar was going to be called La Vida Isla or Island Life. And I thought that was the greatest name because it's, it was a mashup between La Vida Havana and, you know, uh, Island Jim. So, I normally don't do press releases. I normally don't do any press at all uh, or really any advertising. That's, that's the whole nother story. But <laughs> Jim did. And that's what got on. Before we had even released the the Nick and Jim, we were releasing it as La Vida Isla. And we immediately got hit with a cease and desist by a pretty powerful law firm, uh, well-known in Florida. And I was like, shit, I got hit with it. Uh, cause they had my address for some reason, you know, my corporate address. And so we had to hire a lawyer and it was very simple to say, listen, buddy, there's so many Levitas out there right now. And you came after us, you know, and there's at the time, even, uh, what's the Levita, what's the one that AJ makes, um, Levita something. Anyway, it, it hadn't even released, but it had been registered. And there was three or four other ones that were registered. And we're like, look, you're going to come after us for La Vida Isla that hasn't even been, you know, released yet. <laughs> and, and La Vida Havana. And he also wanted to do a quick settlement. He's like, we'll let you sell your boxes and your bands that you have now. He just want. And we're like, no, you <laughs> didn't even file with the FDA. I go, we checked you out. Like, look, if you're going to sue us, maybe do a little bit of housekeeping in your own house first and then come after us. And it was kind of a bold move uh, because honestly, I wouldn't have spent a penny uh, more than I, we, we did spend a bit of money, but not a lot, uh, you know, considering what our attorney had to do is basically write a couple letters and do a little bit of research that basically says, look, stop. And guess what? It went away. So, but we weren't sure, you know, we, we hadn't heard back. We hadn't heard anything either way. We'd never heard another word. So Jim was like, you know what? I don't want to take a chance. I don't want to even bother. Let's just call it something else. And, you know, he basically said, I don't care what we call it. Let's just call it the Nick and Jim. And I'm like, okay. You so, know, uh, but, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying that Carlito did this maliciously at all. So don't try to take this out of context guys. But in a, in an industry where the small guy <clears throat> really has a hard time coming up anyway, and I could famously go back to Stolen Throne and how they got their name. Somebody, you know, they were sitting a, a, around a table with a, a bunch of people in the industry and somebody in the industry, they wouldn't tell me who. 
but they, they said this on the podcast. Lee said this on the podcast. Said, you know, there's not a, there's not room for you at the table. Like, you know, you're going to eat into everybody else's profits. Like, why are you doing this? Just there's no reason for you to start a company. So there's no room for you at the table. And the guy, you know, <laughs> partner stood up and said, then we'll we'll steal one. You know, there's not a seat at the table. We'll steal one stolen throne. So that's how they got their name. So in an industry where <clears throat> there's a lot of, of Davids and there are, there are more Davids than there are Goliaths. Um, in an industry where there are a lot of Davids for these Goliaths to really, and what is honestly what I feel. And like Nick has said, it is an overreach on their part to say Fuerte and Fuente are too similar when they're two different words different fonts, different logos. There's no way anybody could ever confuse the two to do that for somebody like Carlito, who does do a lot for the industry. It, it, it is, it's hypocrisy. It's, it's hypocrisy to, to, to do a lot for the industry, but then do something that could, you know, that's going to cause somebody to spend more money than they need to. Uh, but it wasn't that character. For, I know, for but Fuente. it doesn't. I know, the but it's sex trademark. They went against with the wine people, so they've been fighting. You know, they've been protecting. Who knows what they really do? We don't know what's on their side. We feel for the little guy. We feel for Greg because he's such a nice guy and he was just starting out. But you know, it, it's uh, no. I get it. I get it. I do. You know, I just. I feel like it's a bad look. And, and there's not. There's not a lot of people in the industry who cover this kind of stuff, right? Like I know there was the bit the big one um, between Mombacho and somebody else where there was a trademark and and uh, yeah Agadorsa Agadorsa that's right yeah you know and, and so that got covered but these little ones where these little companies have no choice because they can't spend two hundred and fifty you know they can't spend a quarter of a million dollars to 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 fight these in court and and would probably win they can't afford that. It, it just goes back to what, you know, Nick Malillo said, that the the, the industry really is a, a poker game in the Old West where everybody at, at the table and above, you know, above the table, playing cards or drinking, they're having a good time. But under the table, everybody's got their guns drawn on everybody else. And instead of doing that, why couldn't they go to him and say, hey, look, it's a little too close to our, to, to our name for our liking. Is there something we can do? You know, what can we do to help you? transition into something else like would you be amenable to that why not have a conversation first instead of getting the lawyers involved and then if you really feel that strongly about it and the other person doesn't want to budge then you can do that you can go the trademark well, route but again i simple, feel like there's a simple answer to that lawyers can't make money when that happens you know for them to write a letter that's money if they made a phone call, it would be a lot less money for them to make that phone call. Um, I think it would cost the same. Well, yeah, but you, you, you probably cost the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're going to charge you for an hour regardless. Yeah. If it was a five minute phone call or a, a 10 minutes to write the letter and send it, it's still an hour charge. But I, again, well, the reality there is Carlito is not going to call them up. They, If they had advised him to Carlito, Carlito's not going to say, let me call him up. He, I just don't see him. Even though I think he's the nicest guy in the world, I just don't see him doing that. Um, it's possible he found out after the original letter went out just because they were doing their job. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. we don't, I mean, we're just speculating here, but yeah, there's other ones. There's been a lot of, a lot of these things over the last few years, just the, you know, the last 10 years that I've been around uh, and it cracks me up and I always, you know, shake my head and you're right in some ways, Certain companies, they, you know, they're trying. I mean, we talked about 
you know, Pete, um, you know, of Tatawai, Pete Johnson, who sued somebody. But you know what? It was Monte Cristo that sued him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like everybody, you know. Well, and I get you know, that we we're we we're in a uh, litigious society. Litigious society. I, sure. I understand that, but I mean, I in a, in an industry that still values a handshake and someone's word over a contract signing or fucking emails or you know progressing technological uh, technologically, you know they still do business like it's 1904. They still do business. Like that, like everything is old school. So I just, I, I have a hard time with them doing stuff like this against a small guy. That's just me. And, you know, is it going to stop me from buying an Arturo Fuente? No. Why? Because I don't typically buy Arturo Fuente. <laughs> so it's not. It's I, not, I do. I, I do I, like them. I like them too. Some, but some. it's, it. you know, when you walk into a shop, they're one of the usual suspects. We, there are 1,800 shops in the U.S., 1,880 shops. Um, according to, I think it was the CDC, uh, this year, 23, and that's down 2% from, uh, 2022. There were only 1,880 shops. Uh, and so for a guy who's in like Arturo Fuente is probably in more than 75% of those shops. Maybe may, let's just oh, say he's in, I would, I would, I would say he's, he's in yeah, 75 it, like, in some I, form or another. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to, to take on a guy who's in 70 shops, it's just, that feels, it just feels icky to me, I guess. It just feels wrong. But well, I mean, that's, that's me. kind of a valid point, though. If if a large company has lawyers that they're they're the company lawyers, they're out there looking for ways to make money. Because if they don't have a way to make money, then they're not going to get paid. Nothing's going to happen. So, I mean, yeah. it kind and of it shows makes they're sense. doing their job, right? It's, right. That's the way they do their job. If they're not, if something gets by them. And then it looked even worse. So they're they're yeah, erring on fair. the that's, other side too. That's fair. I mean, I completely agree that this one is bullshit, but I also kind of understand what's happening, or at least I think I understand what's happening in the background. I don't know. Well, My divorce lawyer, uh, back in, <laughs> I mean, he he just kept coming for money. Oh, fifteen hundred dollars, cut and dry. This will be easy. And every other phone call was, I need more money. <laughs> Yeah, I'm big, not a big fan of lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and the other it's thing a- is, is that, okay, so you spend the money to go get a trademark and let's, you get the trademark. Now you have to have money to spend to protect. Yeah. That's what blows and me away. Fight, and fight other people that are still, you know, trademarked and still getting sued, you know? So. And it all boils down to, it sounds like to me that it really boils down to who's got the dough to run the distance. It does. It does. It it, really does. To me, the most ridiculous one that I've ever seen, and I still shake my head, is T-Mobile. You know, they feel that they have the right to pink, you know, magenta or whatever they call it. They've sued companies just for using that color. They think that they're so big and they have so much power and they, they are, I'm sure, they're huge and they're, you know, worldwide. But does that mean you get to have the rights to a color? You know, one color? I don't know. Yeah, that you know, one's kind of, that's crazy to me. I mean, if you're going to have a right to a color, then, I mean, does that mean Crayola can't put it in the box anymore? And they, they are suing companies that have nothing to do with the mobile or cellular business that are using the color pink. And they're suing them. 
And I just go, oh, my God, what are we come to? But you know what? They have lawyers that got nothing to do, totaling their thumbs on the staff. And they're looking for stuff to give them a justification to have a job. So they need to do stuff. And uh, look, I, I don't know if uh, if those companies had really fought would they would they, would they would they have lost? I don't know. I don't think it ever came down to an actual court case. So I mean, look, you're yeah. you're friendly with Carlito. You know Carlito. <clears throat> you, I know. You're, yes. You're, you're, you're friends. Well. And, uh-huh. and you you've said on this show that your uh, color scheme from your bands was no, not the color scheme as much as the 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 essence of the band. So His what if they scheme, came after you? What if they came after you and said it's too close to our essence? I would change it. I would change it. <laughs> I would like, change I it. it I, I would, <laughs> I, that's exactly right. I would change it in a heartbeat. Look, I went from one extreme from that band that I said, and I've made it very clear that it's it's an uh, it's to pay homage to what I believe in my personal. That that is the best looking band in the industry. There's something about that X. It reminds me of like the Three Musketeers style. Yeah. You know, and there's just something very cool about that band. Before, look, I started smoking Opus because I like the band, which is the silliest thing. But that was in the early 90s, mind you, you know, yeah. before I was really <laughs> in the cigar business. That's what attracted me. I go, oh, that is the coolest band. You know, I even bought an Opus hat back in the 90s because I really loved that band. So I always thought that was a cool looking band. And so the idea, if you put my band next to Fuente, they really are not anything similar no. uh, of it. Um but I said I paid homage to the way the style, it's more what, and I thought that that was a cool looking band, but the reality is my Nick and Jim and Nick band, which is simply a white paper a band, white with, band with, with typewriter black, font, with, with crooked typewriter font, <laughs> yeah. you know, it gets more play and more notice and more looks than this other what I think is a much more beautiful and elaborate and, and just very nice uh, band. And, and when I've done my informal surveys, you know, I do, I call them exit, uh, exit polls out of the humidor. And I would say, I'm curious, why did you pick up that Nick cigar versus that LH cigar and people's responses? Yeah. It just looks like another legacy brand that I never heard of because it had more of a traditional look to it, but he kind of gets lost in, in, you know, in the crowd, so to speak. So today you got to do something that's different and, as simple as that white band is, it got noticed. And I have to say, there have been other companies that I think have kind of copied my band, the white band. Uh, and I, and again, I don't, I would never sue them. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Um, but it's funny. Somebody you got, you got to protect it, your, your crooked font. You know, I don't care. <laughs> you know, the, the, you know, the font was, was a public domain. So anybody probably could use that font. Now, the fact that I use that font with that white, could I? I don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. It's as simple as you can get. Um, and the idea is, you know, like when people are testing blends, what do they do? They take a white piece of paper and they tape it on a band just to mark it, just so people know this is blend A, blend B, or if they're marking ABC or one, two, three. So using that as a pre band idea of before we actually put the real band, because Actually, in my heart, I was hoping we would go back to La Vida Isla because I really thought La Vida Isla was a really cool name and a great mashup between the two brands, so to speak. And I had some really because I, I I doodle and I like 
doing artwork stuff and you know i did make the lh logo and i think that's a pretty cool logo and and some other logos i've done over the years for people and for myself and i and i would have loved to use uh, and it had a nice la vida isla band so i was hoping and the plan was and when we first discussed with jim was look we're going to make twenty thousand sticks we'll call it the pb the pre-band edition and the back of my head is once we go through those twenty thousand sticks we can go back to the band because by then we'll know if these guys are going to continue to sue us or not. Uh, and it's been years. They never sued us past that initial uh, cease and desist letter. Um, and we went way past that 20,000 real fast. And <laughs> I was like, Jim, can we, uh, can we, can we switch back? And Jim's answer was Nick, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. Just let it ride. So we did. And um, it's actually kind of has, more of an iconic uh, position in the industry than anything else. Because I don't think other people, there are some other people that have used very similar styles of that, um, but not with the crooked font and the white paper, the white paper, some other people have used with, with different things, but I, you know, Hey, listen, I don't care. People aren't going to mistaken a a white paper, Nick and Jim or, or, you know, PB or a Nick or or a Nick cigar. So I don't care. Now imitation highest form of flattery. (laughs) If it works. (laughs) <laughs> Don't fix it. Don't fix it. That's it. <laughs> James, you remember a couple of years ago, we kind of were playing around with the idea of what would happen if we could make a Simply Stogie cigar. And obviously that's a ridiculous thing that we were just tossing around and talking about. But I, I just always thought that you find a connection, you hand over some money and say, I want a cigar. I yeah. didn't realize <clears throat> how <throat> much more yeah, there seem yeah. to be behind oh uh, there's a whole process it, behind it it could be or it could not be there are brands brands that you are aware of that are pretty big that literally you'd be surprised there's a lot of brands that's all they've done and oh, what yeah. i've told people when i go into a lot of humidors i'll see and i'll know for a fact that it's the exact same blend used by that particular factory that they're retreading it and just selling it to another another brand telling them it's their it's their their blend and it's the exact same blend and i'll go into a shop and i'll say you know what you know i i'm a little different i i my factories in costa rica you know try to you try to show why you're different or why you have a a reason or merit to be in that humidor other than the simple fact that it's a good cigar so you try you start telling them you know like i noticed you don't have anything from costa rica this will be that there'll be that. and they're like no you know most people like and i'm like listen buddy you got, I'll look around. I see, I see three different cigars at three different price points with three different brand names on it. And it's the exact same cigar and you're selling. And they're like, what, you know, the power of suggestion, you know, the mind is, is crazy. You throw a different band on it. All of a sudden it tastes totally different. And it amazes me. It amazes me how people uh, really don't know, or the mind plays tricks on them. And they really believe that they're different cigars. And when I bring it to their attention, I show them, well, what about this brand and this brand? And that? So you have three of the same, and you're talking about you don't want to have anything similar or anything, but yet you have three of the exact same cigars. And they weren't aware, of course. Yep. And But it's out there. There's a lot of people that are just, you know, or that are, are buying old closed-out brands or, or blends that aren't being used and <clears throat> re-releasing with different names. Yeah. That happens. That's common practice in this industry monster comes to mind i'm not naming names but i'm naming names uh you know it goes back to uh you know a conversation that i had with anya when i had her on the show um you know when she started her brand 37 street um 
she had she went down to uh, the uh, Dominican because that's where she's from. She went to the Dominican and she was shopping around at different factories. And her first cigar, she wanted them to make it, them to blend it, and then she would blend the the subsequent ones that came out. So her first cigar that she had blended for her, I remember she told the story on the podcast that she went down uh, and they had four or five cigars laid out for her, and they were like, "Try these." And so she smoked the first one, you know, got the flavor of it, you know, cleaned her palate, smoked the second one, and halfway through the second one, she put it down, cleaned her palate, did the third one, she sat it down. She goes, "These are all the same." And they, they were like, holy shit, how do you know that? And she's like, she's like, the fact that you think, what is it, because I'm a woman that I wouldn't be able to figure <laughs> out that you guys have like the same blend in all of these cigars? You didn't think I'd figure that out? Wow. And she, walked, I, I, she walked out I of that n- factory. I never heard that story. Oh, my yeah. God. She walked that out of the factory really and went somewhere else. Yeah. And so if you don't know what you don't know, you know, if I went down there, would I be able to say it's the same? No, probably not. But I know, I know of uh, one. <laughs> Again, I hear stories, right? That uh, you know are are told in confidence. So I'm not going to name names, but there's a company out there that they get all of their cigar blends out of a fucking book. They just point. Yeah, this one. This one sounds good. This one sounds good. Really? This one sounds good. Wow. Yeah. And then they play it off like they blended it, and they didn't. Those are all AJ Fernandez blends, but they just picked it out of a fucking catalog. And there are a lot of, there's nothing wrong with that. If you think you could start a cigar company and pick it out of a catalog, fine, go ahead and do that. But for me, if like, if we were going to do that, Tim, I wouldn't do that. No, I I would go with somebody I trust like Nick. Right. And I'd say, Nick, I got X amount of money. I want, you know, a run of, you know, 2000 cigars. Right. And I'm just going to try to sell them in a, in a few local shops or whatever or whatever, you know. Oh, OK. Like I would trust Nick to 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 have a blend that he's you know, been sitting on or maybe he wants to blend it for us or whatever. So there's going to be a cost associated with that. Uh, and it would be I would want someone I trust and I wouldn't just pick it out of that because I would do it on you did. Like maybe that first one I have blended for me by somebody I know and somebody I trust. Uh, and then after that, it'd be like, teach me how to blend. But I don't have, I don't have the time or the level of give a shit to fucking do that. And I, you know, well, I, rem- I, I remember somebody I that, that, that both Nick and I know, uh, and I, I'm not going to mention any names, but had talked to Nick about, hey, what if I wanted to start a, a, a brand? And Nick's like, well, you could do that. But and literally like Nick went through the whole thing and talked him out of it. He's like, yeah, that sounds like that's a level of give a shit. I don't have. Well, I mean, and well, if what you most, just went, what, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Well, what I was, what I was going to say is what's good. A good factory. When you get a guy, even if he's got a good palate, there are so many, there's over 80 different countries that produce tobacco. You need somebody to guide you, especially in the beginning. Like you, because some, you know, you would you would be there forever trying to figure out on your own, this just doesn't go well with this, or this doesn't go well with this. So a factory, like we have people that we blend cigars for, and we kind of, it's like putting bumpers, uh, you know, out or or like you know in in a, what do you call it in a, in a bowling, bowling alley? alley you know? yeah. so we want we want to make sure. Look, you got to kind of stay here. So we're going to tell you of these three or four different countries or these three or four different blends, these seem to go maybe pick one of these and pick one of these and pick one of these 
but at least give you a smaller uh, pool to pick from, which will take less time and also kind of all kind of go together anyway. So even if you pick one of these particular blends, it won't be bad. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to make something that's just going to be horrible because if you're starting from complete scratch and you have no idea the amount of time it would take to, to make a blend that is halfway decent, it would take forever. If you're not aware of what you, you have to have, there, there's so many things. I mean, I, we could do someday we, I can talk about blending and, and how to blend and, and there's a process and, and there's just, it, it's, it's a really interesting. And that's what I love about this industry the most. That's why I bothered to do my own blends to begin with, because there's a lot of people, like you said, just don't give a shit. We just want a good cigar. We have an idea of what we want it to taste like. And that's what I do for people when they want to blend a cigar. I, I usually will tell them, okay, give me an idea of what you're looking for and how strong you want it, what size you think you want to come out with and where you think you want to be. And then I will give you five or six different blends from there. And from there, they'll, they'll narrow it down and they, either I could hit it or not hit it or all five could be great blends. Uh, and they'll pick one of those. Or if they want to get involved directly themselves, we let them. You know what I mean? But it's just a longer process. And the better you get at it, the more you can get involved. But I think at first, it's 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 really a lot of work and a well, lot yeah. of time. It's more time than work, too. Well, it's like Greg with the Sun Country, where he went in, you know, and he'd already had a, a couple of cigars out at this point. And he's like, I want a Connecticut that's not a Connecticut. I want you know, this, this is this in it. And, you know, everybody at the factory started laughing at him and they're like this, this freaking gringo, he has no idea what he's doing. They're like, it's not going to work. And he's like, just do it. And so they did it and they nailed it. And he, the sun country is fantastic. I love it. It is not, it reminds me a lot of the Damaso, but with more, more baking spices in it than like that Padron earthiness. But it does remind me of a Damaso where it's like, just, it is a, it is a medium to full cigar wrapped in a Connecticut and I love it. And he, he's like, yes, this is it. And they're like, it's not going to sell. And he's like, well, let's just see. And it, you know, it took off here in the U S for him. And that's, I think the sun country is one of the ones that put him in 70 shops. And he goes back the next time to the factory and everybody's smoking the sun country. And they're like, okay, maybe this guy, you know, cause he wants something for the American palate. We've talked, ad nauseum about how the differences between European palate uh, and, and well, the American let's palate. Let's not say European. Let's just say world palate. The because, world palate, yeah. Because you it, know, European palate is different as opposed to the Middle Eastern palate. There, there's different countries, but they're all very much, but they're all much closer than the American palate. The American palate is very unique. But now the American palate uh, are the blends of, that are that have been, that have done well in the United States now are starting to be smoked more by because again it's just things that people are not used to smoking so once you start at first it's going to be so different than what you're normally you know used to smoking that it's going to be like no no this is not it i want to go back to what i know but if you keep an open mind the first time you smoke it you're going to go wow this is totally not what i really think i like to smoke but if you smoke it a second time and a third time all of a sudden you go you know what this is pretty good you know so it's a matter of educating your own palate and opening up your own horizons. And that's what people need to do in general. Consumers around the world, including the United States, need to do that. Yep. You know, don't smoke. And we talked about it on the show. And I think people uh, should always do that. Try to smoke different things. 
Yeah, you got to have an open mind. When you walk into a new humidor uh, at a shop and you see something that you're not familiar with, smoke it. Why wouldn't you smoke it? You know, like I said, you got to burn to learn. Uh, and that's something that, that was told to me early on. I think that's from uh, the guys over at, um, I can't remember the, the podcast, but it's the one that Mo does from Patina, um, Sultans of Smoke. And they say all the time, burn to learn. You've got to burn to learn because uh, you don't know you don't know what you don't know. So, yeah, definitely. Nick's right. you got to try the new stuff. You, you've got to expand your palate. Uh, and through that, that expanding of your palate, you're going to find the things you really like and you're going to find the things you really don't. And you're going to eventually slide into uh, your wheelhouse and you're going to know you like these wrappers with this filler, or this binder and you know, and then at that point, it's, it's just mix and match. And there's almost infinite combinations out there. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of manufacturers doing it right. So yeah, not to ins- not to insult the American cigar um, consumer. But what drives me crazy with the majority, I have to say, it's probably the majority, believe it or not, um, of people that smoke cigars. I always call them their, their band smokers or label smokers, you yeah. know. But when I was in the electronics business, there was only two brands that ever mattered. It was Bose and Sony. So they just wanted, they didn't want to bother. They just wanted to have, you know, that piece of electronic, let's say it was a speaker and they knew Bose was a good brand. So they didn't care what, they didn't want to sit and listen to how this speaker was so much better. And you could just, it was just so much clearer and the clarity. They didn't care. They just said, oh, you know what? I just want Bose. So we called it a Me Too band. And, and Bose's his catch line was always better sound through research. But in the industry, we called it better sound through marketing because that's really what it was. I mean, Bose, I don't want to disparage Bose because Amar Bose, you know, not to get off topic too much. <laughs> I mean, he had some great patents and he had some great ideas, but it's a totally different sound than some of the other very, very more critically um, better, in my opinion, sounding speakers. And the same thing with electronics, you know. Uh, Sony. Everybody wanted Sony because that was the name brand. You know, it didn't matter. Everything else didn't matter. So, and, and also, unfortunately, in the cigar world, that applies where most people they think, oh, you know, everybody. Here's a funny story that I love to tell. Uh, I call it the um, the emperor's clothes theory, and nobody wants to be the guy in the group that he thinks everybody else knows more than him to be the guy that's saying, well, I don't like this. They don't. They they think, oh shit, these guys all like it. That must be good. I must be the guy that doesn't, you know, doesn't know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to force myself to smoke. And they're all saying it's good. And what's really sad is that person will keep smoking that cigar because he thinks all his friends and all his people, you know, are going to say, oh yeah, you're smoking a great cigar. But he may not even like it. But you know, it's sad. He'll still smoke that brand. And when I try to sit with that person and go what do you like about that cigar? And then when it comes down to it, they're telling you, ah, I really don't like it. I'm like, so have you tried this or that? They're like, no, no, everybody says this is good. Yeah. But what do you say? So try to believe your own palate and don't rely on somebody else's palate or their thoughts because everybody's got a different palate and everybody's got a different in their mind, what they think is the right cigar or the right blend. And, and, and again, everybody's changes because Nobody's going to stay in very few people. There are some that just for whatever reason, they could be smoking 30 years and they smoke the same cigar 30 years. Taking those people aside, most other people will start at some point and change. Maybe they'll, they'll circle back and go back to what they used to smoke. 
but they'll keep adding more things. And that's what the beauty and to me, what, what makes this industry and, and makes this hobby so interesting is because you can try different things and they all taste differently. I'm always the first to say, I can't believe some of the stuff that's out there that's being smoked because I don't like them. But doesn't mean anything just because I don't like them. I, I smoke everything and I go, hey, just because I don't like it doesn't mean there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that do like it. So everything sells. Uh, you just want to, you know, catch your piece of the market and get people to like it. And, you know, and then you get into the more critical of, you know, why this is better and what what it is about this. Some people always mistake in harshness. Uh, and under fermented tobacco for being strong. And I'm like, no, that's not what that is. <laughs> but you know what? In their mind, they're okay with it. And, you know, who am I to say? I don't disparage it. I let people smoke what they want. As long as they're happy, let them smoke it and let everybody make some money and, and enjoy what they're doing. That's, smoke what you like. Two smoke what you like. Smoke what you like and don't be afraid to try new things. That's it. Yeah, that's what, that's that's what right. James did to me. I was uh, not trying new things. <laughs> And James changed that. Thanks, James. Yeah, your wallet yeah. hates me too, doesn't <clears throat> it? Yeah, my wife does too. Yeah, well. Uh, you should hear what she calls you. You know, you, mm. you said the Damaso, and I was like, holy crap, I have not had that forever. Such and a good so, cigar. I know it is. So I got to look in the humidor, see if I got one buried down there somewhere. Uh, you should pr probably try to find a sun country somewhere. I'm telling you, my man. Like, if I hadn't just smoked my last one, I'd give you one. But I I'm going to have to buy some more because it's well, really good. Well, I'm not going to, I don't know, are there any shops in Vegas that carry it? I don't know. I'll, you know if what? Not, I'll reach out to Greg and find out. Uh, yeah, we I mean, I'm not going to ask, but maybe I can sample one. You know, who knows? Oh, my God. Whatever. I'm sure he'd be happy to send you. Yeah, I'm sure something. he would. Don't ask. Yeah, I'll, no, I won't. We'll, I, I we'll, wouldn't do that. We'll, 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 we'll we do have some, some stand, standards. They're low. We have some. They're low. So, well, it's a low bar of entry here at Simply Stogies, but we do have mm. some. So this episode uh, of Clear the Air is going out while we're at the PCA trade show. Uh, so, uh, James, do me a favor and uh, tell everybody how to check us out and what we're doing live from the PCA trade show. If you're not following us on YouTube or Rumble, you're doing yourself a disservice because you get to look at this ugly mug uh, for an hour while we uh, do the podcast and while we do Clear the Air. Uh, and we're going to be doing some YouTube lives, some Rumble lives from the trade show. Uh, if you're not following us on Instagram, follow us there. All of it's at Simply Stogies Podcast, both on Rumble and YouTube, uh, and also on Instagram. Give us a follow. We'll, we'll let you know before we do. But yeah, that's where all of the content's going to be. We're going to be doing some uh, live stuff um, right outside the trade show floor. Probably won't do anything from the trade show floor because it's so hectic uh, there and, and packed and crowded and probably not Loud. the yeah, not the best place to do a live from the floor, but we'll be doing it uh, every night afterwards uh, from the hotel room on the patio at the lovely Venetian in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, and it's going to be a good time. We're going to have Nick with us. We're going to have Randy with us. We're going to have Bruce with us. Uh, Tim will be there as well. Um, so we're going to have the studio lights. We're going to be uh, outside on the patio smoking. And who knows, maybe if we're lucky enough to... Uh, Get to go hang out at Coop, uh, Coop's compound one night with him and, uh, you know, his crew. Maybe we'll do one from there with them. Uh, it should be a good time. And look, this is your opportunity as a consumer uh, to figure out what you want your shop to bring in. And hopefully your shop is part of the PCA and they're going to the trade show and they're smoking the new stuff and they can tell you what they thought of it. But we're going to we're going to get you guys the information as fast as we can for all these manufacturers 
So make sure you're paying attention to our Instagram. That's at Simply Stogies Podcast on Instagram, Facebook at Simply Stogies Podcast there as well. But make sure, again, guys, follow us on YouTube and Rumble. Uh, we're going to be going live uh, from there. And then all the great content that we get there will be going up there uh, on, on both YouTube and Rumble, as well as some of it on, on the podcast coming up afterwards uh, on, on like the uh, 15th of July uh, and the 1st of August. I'm hoping to get enough content to put out two podcasts. Uh, from there, that should be various interviews uh, between myself uh, and Nick with uh, some of the manufacturers and showing you what they've got and letting them talk uh, talk about it right from the horse's mouth, as they say. So make sure you're you're following us uh, on all the socials and uh, you'll get all the news. There you go. Uh, what's that one thing that that tagline that that Instagrammer uses? You should copy it from <laughs> now on. What is it. that? Yeah. Uh, look, guys. Uh, this is uh, clear the air. Uh, thanks to Tim, our host, for putting this together. Clear the air. The secret sauce of Simply Stogies, according to <laughs> Coop. God damn it! <laughs> like I don't, I don't even know. Uh, but Nick, I, I, I appreciate it. Uh, you uh, jumping on tonight and doing this. Uh, look, it's been a long day for me. I've had a lot of stuff going on today. Uh, right. Uh, uh, so, and Tim hasn't even shaved. Oh, what's up with that? Looks like Sasquatch. it's back to work tomorrow, so I'm gonna have to go in and shave. Yeah, look for us. Uh, July 1st is the next new, uh, or no, this will be July 15th. Jesus Christ, time travels hard. Uh, July 15th, that'll be the next episode. That could either be we might have a guest, I haven't got confirmation from him yet, or it might just be some trade show stuff. Uh, so look for that in a week, uh, July 15th. Until then, stay smoky, friends. <laughs>